Hey guys, welcome back to Fit Black Queens podcast. We are here for another episode. Um, we are talking about all things self-care today. My name is Dee Bolton. I am your Fayfield mom and um, I'm one of the co-hosts here for Fit Black Queens. So it was a really, it's kind of cool that we're talking about self-care this week. I totally did not plan my week, but my week ended very in a self-care week, like starting off on Thursday. Um, before then, it was pretty, it was a pretty like chill week. It wasn't like a lot of events. Um, oh, a couple business things did happen. I am going to be speaking at a brunch as a health coach um, in Brooklyn, up and coming. So that was announced this week, um, which is really cool. And I got some other opportunities to speak um, for teenage girls, which I never really realized, but it's starting kind of to be my heart. Um, so I get to speak for some teenage girls just about honoring their temple and just taking care of themselves. Um, and then I also get to be on a virtual leadership summit um, as a health coach um, coming in March. So like all these things happen all this week, which was really cool. And then um, Thursday I went for a massage because I woke up on Monday and I was so sore from training. Like every part of my body ached and I just text my massage person and I was like, can you please squeeze me in somehow, some way? So she did. I went in there and she worked magic on me. Like she, I get sports massages, so I don't get like the deep tissue. Um, so my back's been really tight, but my foot, I've been running, which I never run. I'm not a runner, but I have to do like five days of fasted cardio um, just to lean out. So I've been doing that and I've been killing it on the treadmill or pretending like I am. And so <laughs> <laughs> um, my feet, like my right foot got so tight, like plantar, like I don't want to say it out like the whole thing because I don't want that. That is something you don't want. Um, so anyway, she like did something with her her knuckle. Oh my, it hurt so bad, but it's one of those like hurt so good things. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling better. And then I actually went to my sister's house for the weekend and just chilled, like really chilled, like no kids, nothing, like no schedule. We had sushi. We had a lot of work done. We did face masks. So I've been like self-care and more like just really just taking time to just sit down and just be with myself and care for myself for the last few days. So I'm excited to talk about this topic tonight. I feel like I've been practicing all week just so I could talk about it tonight. <laughs> so how was your week, Takima? My week has has been great. Um, my weekend's my week was very similar to yours where it started off very busy, very productive. And at the end of the week, it, I did some self-care things. Um, I do need to take a note from your book. It was just, I do need a massage. I really do. I love sports massages or deep tissue, but like a, a combination of a deep tissue and a sports massage. I do not like, what is the, what is the, the other massage? What's the other type? That's Swedish. Deep. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, oh no, I don't, not, I don't need to be tickled. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be tickled and pay like $80 for a tickle, a 60 right. minute tickle. Like that's not okay. <laughs> so, so um, I do need to get a massage. Um, I did <laughs> an amazing thing. So I have been wanting to buy um, a steamer. And I bought a steamer on Friday, so I really feel like an adult, <laughs> okay? 
I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a real adult in these streets. <laughs> I, I want a steamer too. And now I feel like I need one too. <laughs> you do. It's like right? the small things in life. You're like, I, I told myself, I said, Valentine's Day, I'm going to give myself a steamer. For my birthday, I'm going to give myself a, I think a carpet shampooer. <laughs> I'm a real adult. So um, you don't want to say what birthday, because if you're asking for a carpet shampoo, it's definitely over a certain age. <laughs> yes. Well, my sister is 26. Well, when she was turning 26, she said, I want a Dyson. It's like, you're too young for this. Wait till you get into your 30s to ask for a Dyson. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I, I bought myself the steamer. It should be coming in pretty soon because it has to be delivered. And um yeah, it was a it was a good self care weekend. I spent the majority of the weekend with my daughter. Uh, we went to the movies. We just hung out. Um, she's actually painting her nails at this moment, um, mm-hmm. so she's like living her best life. <laughs> um, but yeah, my weekend was really good. My week has been good. I did a lot for like paperwork wise with my business. I did a lot of paperwork, um, but that nothing too eventful. Um, yeah, I find it funny though that my self-care definition was getting away from my children and your self-care was spending time. So opposite. I may need to reconsider my priorities. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, I mean, I went out with my friend um, yesterday for brunch and I came home and I was like, let's go to the movies. And then we get to the movies and I was like, look what I have in my bag. And it was all Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I shouldn't say this on a pot. They were like, oh, she's so illegal. But I was like, look. And I just <laughs> opened it up. We made eye contact and life was grand. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was a great weekend. All the way on the other coast, which you guys don't realize, but we're usually all together here on the East Coast. So Lex, how was your week? Okay. First, can you guys hear me okay? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm in a part of the campus. I don't think I'm supposed to be in right now. Um, I, my week has been great. Um, I'm on vacation. I am in Los Angeles. Uh, I did some hiking. I met up with a group um, called black girls trekking and they were an awesome group of ladies. Um, I hiked some stairs. I went to Malibu and sat on the beach and drank some coffee. I'm living my best life. Um, I don't have kids, but if I did, I wouldn't feel bad about leaving them right now because (laughs) I'm having a great time. Um, I would, you know what? I would even, if somebody paid me $80, I would tickle them. Okay, so (laughs) Takima, make a note of that. Um, yeah, my week, my week was great. It was my birthday this week. Um, and so I just, it, I was just in a great mood. I was like, there's nobody who's going to ruin my mood this week. I I set out to have a great week and, and I am. So it's been wonderful. And I actually got some sun. I got a little bit of sunburn. I met up with Takima's sister for breakfast this morning. You um, did? I did. And she sprayed sunblock on my back. she didn't tell me we bonded (laughs) yeah I have the best sister in the world I'm sorry that was me gushing over my sister well and it was so funny because we're sitting there at breakfast and I'm like man her skin looks great she's just so pretty and this couple next to us when they got up to leave they said 
you are just so pretty. <laughs> I'm like, man, you got good energy. So yeah, good week. Oh, you brightened my whole day, Alexis. You just don't even know about that. Thank you for meeting up with my sister. <laughs> Everyone's welcome. <laughs> so it's okay. So this week, everybody, we have a special guest, Sandrell Bentley of Natural Fly Diva. She's amazing, and she's filling in for Adina, who is in Bermuda this week, leading some yoga and some self-care activities. Um, so give it up for Sandra. Hey, guys. I am excited to be here. My name is Sandra with naturalfliediva.com. And um, let's see, what did I do this week? I did a lot. Like, uh, D, I was with my kids a lot. And um, one big thing I did was yesterday, my daughter is on an all-girls robotics team. And they had their second competition and actually came in second place to go to state. So they're super excited. Wow. So cool. And I was like, wow. I mean, you did, I really had no idea this thing was at the level it was until I went to these competitions. I was like, oh my gosh. So it's a big, big deal. So we're um, preparing to do that. And um, it's carnival season, aka Mardi Gras, down here in New Orleans. And parades have started. And so that means king cake. <laughs> let me tell you. Here, being a fit pro health professional and Mardi Gras season is so hard with king cake. We have probably 20, 30 different varieties of king cake. And that's just the sweet stuff, not even a savory kind. So king cake, that's the cake with the baby in it, right? Yes. I've yes. never had it. Oh my gosh. I, I need to send y'all king cake. So they do it for Three Kings Day. Yes. So January 6th, uh, the epiphany starts the beginning of carnival season. And um, that's when you first officially can have king cake traditionally here. Ah, huh. yeah. I didn't know it was the same cake. As Three Kings Day. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, I bought the girls a king cake to celebrate. So they were all excited. Um, and let's see what else I'm doing. I'm working on a book, which I've kind of been kind of a little hush-hush about because I need to focus. And I feel like the more I tell people, the more people are going to ask me more about it and then I'm going to get off track. So I've only told a few people, but I've been working on it for a few months. Um, and hopefully it will be done in the next couple of months. That's my goal. So besides writing, my kind of self-care thing I did was read, which I haven't been able to do much of lately. Although it's, you know, ebook, I prefer my books in my hand, but I'm like, I got to get it how I can get it. So, um, that's pretty much what I've been doing. And, um, so. Like you had a great week. So the king cake, I have a question. So what is it when you get the baby? What does that mean? Okay, so tradition says that if you get the baby, you are the person that buys the next king cake for the <laughs> event or group or whatever. Ah, so that's why you're eating so much because <laughs> you're continuously either eating the cake or buying the cake, whether you get the baby or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say that's why we're actually eating so much. 
um, we're kind of like king cake connoisseurs. So we've tried all different types. We've tried the traditional French. We've tried, there's um, stuffed king cakes where they have like either cream cheese or apple or strawberry. Ooh. We've had in uh, um, Chantilly king cake. Oh my gosh. So it's Wait, strawberries. Chant- oh, have you ever heard of Chantilly cake? No. Oh, it's my absolute favorite birthday cake ever. Oh my! So it's a um, vanilla cake, and in between the layers is uh, mascarpone cheese mm. with blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, and blackberries. I have a question. And then they have them on top. Sandra, so my question. Sorry. No, my <laughs> question is this: When is the cutoff for king cake? Because if you don't know, um, D is currently on prep. So, like, <laughs> my whole thing is. When Dee comes out here in May, can we bring her a king cake? Or is that the cutoff? Like, was there a date cutoff? Okay, so we don't eat king cake after Mardi Gras Day. What? Now, my favorite place to get king cakes, Manny Randazzo's, they sell king cakes year-round because they ship them. So people have Mardi Gras-themed parties. They can order a king cake. We also have them for Christmas. That sounds good. There's a special Christmas one, too. I was about to say to you, I'm like, you're sitting here speaking porn to me. <laughs> I'm like, we really should not be enticing her. But, <laughs> She's like, Mars Capone. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> okay, so when you come, when you come here in July, we are going to go get Chantilly King. How about that? Ooh, yes, that would be amazing. They have that would be. Ones. That would be awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so the robotics thing though, no, that is super huge. Um, one of my like Bible study members, mom was like the lead parent, I guess, for her robotics team. And that is they are that's serious competition. Those kids are absolutely phenomenal. Um yes. they definitely need to be supervised because they're way too smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the kids you don't leave alone because exactly. then they take things apart and they put them back together and build this thing and you don't exactly. know what it does exactly <laughs> those are the kids you need to keep on watchful eye because they are way too smart for all of us um, so and that's super cool that your your daughter represented an all-girls team so I totally love that so you had a really good week and you celebrated with cake which I don't think I've had cake in over seven weeks so um, I'm totally jealous in so, like, such sorry. a bad way. <laughs> so, yeah, so if, um, I re- I'm really thinking I need to reprioritize, guys, because both of you said that spending time with your children was self-care. <laughs> and again, <laughs> I ran away from that. <laughs> so, so it's funny, guys, because we all had a pretty self-care week, and none of us knew what we were talking about until, like, noon today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are so prepared, so listeners. Like, we were like, all right, we're going to be prepared, and we're going to plan our episodes. And then, we, like, I was sitting there thinking the other day, like, what are we talking about? And then finally, <laughs> we get ourselves together, and we're like, oh, yeah, self-care. But it that just was the worked out that we all were preparing ourselves for today's, tonight's conversation. So I have so many opinions about self-care. 
because I feel like just recently within the last two years, it's been become a very trendy, popular term. And I mean, you see self-care Saturday, self-care Sunday, people are getting a manicure and a pedicure, which in my head isn't self-care. That's just grooming. But, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I I have a different definition for self-care than other people do. So I thought this would be a really great conversation because we have several different definitions of what self-care can be. So, Takima, what in your head, what is self-care? What do you think self-care is? So, um, I'm a little bit like you. I don't think like like manicures and pedicures are... um, our self-care. I do joke around a lot and say, um, I bought these pants for $90, self-care. I mean, (laughs) but it's a joke. (laughs) It's a joke. Um, Overall, I think self-care is when you take care of yourself mentally, um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And um, I don't think you guys know, but I love anything mental health. (laughs) I love to talk about it. I love discussions about it. So like, for instance, me going to therapy um, biweekly, that's, that's self-care in itself. But that's the way, that's what I believe. When you think of, um, when you take care of yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally, and spiritually, you cannot take that on as well. But um, I don't think that the physical thing, what you call grooming, is self-care um buying those lululemon pants those it was eighty dollars is a pair of eighty dollar pants from lululemon and i walked out and said this is self-care um it was a joke but i kind of felt it at the same time so i'm kind of like uh i don't know it was not self-care let's say it was not self-care that was just a joke but anyway d what do you think is self-care I am with you i definitely think it's a mental physical spiritual thing For me, um, I feel like it's one of those things like when they tell you you're on the airplane and you have to put the mask on yourself so that you can help the person next to you. Like as a mom of three, I can't pour from an empty cup. So like this weekend was a total necessity for me. And I actually do this quarterly and I love my baby sister. She is a single cool, fun foodie. And I always come up here and we just have fun and we just enjoy and like just act like sisters and paint nails and just, just chill because life is hard, fast. Um, we're doing, we do so many things. Um, I know I like to do a lot of things. So it's just a nice time sometimes to slow down so I can speed up and definitely the mental therapy. I love that you say that because to me, that's like true self-care, like really getting deep down to just things that are bothering you versus just the superficial stuff like my hangnails or, you know, my ends need a trim. There's so much more to that that's bothering you. So when you definitely tackle those things on a regular basis, it just allows us just to be a better person who we are. For me, um, spiritual self-care is something very important to me. So I wake up really early in the morning so I can do daily devotion. Um, for me, that helps me out. If I don't, I definitely throughout the day feel very anxious and just feel like I needed that um, initial grounding in the morning just to start my day. And when I don't start my day like that, I just feel off. Um, and so I feel like you can do self-care like on a scheduled once a day thing, or you can do it like on a daily thing, like little moments of time of just caring for yourself. So it kind of annoys me when I do see those self-care Sunday posts of people like sitting in a massage chair or like not a massage chair or just like sitting getting their 
pedicures and stuff like that because you are caring for yourself but I feel like I said I feel like it's just grooming I don't feel like it's it's superficial I don't feel like it's really getting to um the reset that we need in this busy society that we're living to just kind of just like chill and not have any um worries or to express our worries through therapy or just to get stuff out from the inside out versus just the outside focusing on that I um just oh (laughs) (laughs) I just had a moment I was I was thinking to myself like what if that's their self-care because they don't have that's the only chunk of the day like they normally don't do those things. They normally don't you know, focus on their hangnails or anything like that. So that's probably why they say it's, it's self-care. And that's the time that they can actively, is it actively meditation? Not really, because you're not really doing anything. You're just sitting there. But like, if that could be their time for self-care. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. But that was just my thought at this moment. Like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because I did get a pedicure, but I was working while I was getting a pedicure. So I didn't consider that as, like, I was working, like I said, um, administrative work for my business. But I didn't consider that as self-care. I considered it as grooming. (laughs) Yeah, I was grooming and doing something at the same time. But Lex, what do you you think of self-care? What is your type of self-care? So I'm on the other, I'm on the other end of the spectrum from you guys because for me, first of all, I come out in these streets looking, first of all, for me, I go out in these streets looking like a hot mess. I'm not going to lie, okay? I get myself together for work by the grace of God. You guys <laughs> saw how I look sometimes. My feet are gnarly. So if I actually take the time to go to get a pedicure, let's say, that's an hour where I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm like closing my eyes, getting a little massage on the chair. And sometimes that's it. Like I'm, I got a pedicure a couple months ago and I couldn't tell you the last time before that I got a pedicure. So, you know, I, I just, I don't take the time to do that stuff. So when I, when I finally do, it means a lot to me. It's just like time for me to just shut off my brain and just disconnect and just relax. And, um, so for me, that kind of stuff is self-care. Um, getting a massage, I rarely do that. And I like a hot stone massage. I know you guys were talking about what massages you like. I like a hot stone massage. Oh, I do not like this bird. <laughs> I've heard it. I was like, she's, and that's one of my big fears, like she's being attacked by a bird and I'm not there to help anyone. No, this bird does not want to catch the smoke. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, but, but like for me, that's my self-care. Sometimes my self-care is going for a hike by myself and just walking through the woods and it's like forest bathing. You know, I know it sounds like very hippie dippy, but for me, that's, that's self-care. Any time that I take for myself, because I almost never do it, any of that is self-care for me. Sandrell, so what is self-care for you, love? Well, I'm kind of, combination of all these things I agree with Lex and I have kids I homeschool one of them so anytime I have time to myself even if it's to do absolutely nothing like take a nap it's self-care um going to get my nails done is self-care because somebody else is doing it somebody else is taking care of me 
and I'm not taking care of someone else at that moment. Um, but also, I I feel like anytime, like both mentally, spiritually, physically, those times, like going for a walk by myself, which is why I love Girl Trek. When I started my my kids knew Saturday mornings at eight o'clock, mommy's gone and I'm gone for two hours and I'm not answering phone calls unless it's an emergency. That is my time. Only adults, even if I'm going by myself, don't bother me. And it's not to say that my kids are bothered, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was my time. And they understood that. And I think when you do that, you in a sense, train people how to respect your time and your boundaries. And that in itself is self-care. Putting up those boundaries and saying, no, this is my time. I need you to respect it. And when I'm done, I will give you my full attention, full focus. But right now, I need to focus on me. Just like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're always going and giving and giving and giving, and nobody's pouring back into you, and you're not pouring back into you, most importantly, what do you have? You're stressed, you're frustrated, you're lashing out at people because you're just tired. And it makes you seem like you're bitter, but you're not bitter. You're just, you need to exhale. Exhale, exhale, exhale. But, um, hmm? I'm sorry. Uh it's some but you brought up the working out and it's something I always forget about so like in the like I have somebody posted in a group like oh what was your self-care for today and I was like I think I did the laundry or something like that (laughs) and they were like well didn't you work out and I was like oh yeah but for me now it's such a habit I never can I I, it is self-care but I forget that it is self-care like it's definitely something that I need so that I can care for myself so that I don't, like you said, snap at people and go crazy. Um, but it's something like I never, I never loop into that self-care. Yeah, because I, you've made that self-care a habit. It's now part of your life. It's ingrained in you. So it's not necessarily that you take it for granted. It's just because it is natural for you now because you're constantly taking care of yourself. And the two, is a good, yeah, it was a powerful thing you said. Oh, to like piggyback on the making something a habit and, you know, your self-care a habit. Mine has been swimming. I, uh, you know, I say all the time, like um, this time last year, I just started my swimming lesson. So before that, I did not know how to swim. I was not a runner or anything like that. And um, when I first started to swim, and even running, I just felt like it was a chore, <laughs> a chore to do because I, w- I just wanted to do a 5K without walking or I just wanted to be in the pool with my daughter and feel like I can save her if anything ever happened. So it was just more of, I just wanted to do it. But now that I swim and I, let's not say I run regularly because that would be a lie. But <laughs> now that I, um, I swim regularly and I, I dibble dabble with my running, um, it's more like an act of meditation for me. And it does feel like self-care, especially with swimming though. So with swimming, you exhale through your nose. And when you turn and you turn, you, you breathe through your mouth, right? And for some reason, reminding myself to exhale through my nose is something, it's like a, it's a reminder of just 
don't think the next step, just focus on your breathing, just focus on your breathing. And for me, that's self-care because I am a mouth breather. I don't, I just realized this. I am um, a mouth breather as well as I breathe. Um, I do a lot of shallow breathing. So for me, swimming is swimming and running is something that is self-care because I have to focus on something other than the next step. So I thought that was really good. Like Sandra, I agree with you. I agree with all the things that you were saying. It's really so, um, yeah, Sandra, I just, I agree with all of your, everyone's self-care um, methods. I feel, so why do you guys think self-care has become so trendy? I know my opinion is I feel like it's kind of um, acknowledging that we need self-care is giving everybody permission to take it easy, I feel like, for one thing. And just the fact that we're acknowledging that you need self-care, I feel like um, for me, I know examples of women that I've had in life have always been to be very strong, um, you know, push forward, move on, do the hard things, those type of things. But I've never really... um, I don't remember like seeing my mom like take the time for herself or setting up the boundaries like um, Sandrell was saying that she did need it space. And my mom raised six kids. Um, so I don't know if, for me, I don't know if the self-care movement is because we're acknowledging that we need the self-care, that women need self-care or what? I don't know. What do you think, Les? I think we're in a place where we're mental health um, is less taboo than it used to be. So, you know, now people are openly talking about therapy and they're openly talking about having anxiety or um, depression or, you know, you see all of these memes now. I think that it's become more mainstream to talk about your mental health. Where before it was like, oh, well, you just need to suck it up. You need to get over it. And nobody wants to hear about your feelings. You know, that was more the attitude. And I think now that we're becoming more accepting of mental health challenges that people face, whether temporary or long-term, the more that we start to accept that, the more... I think that the more that we start to accept, um, you know, that people have challenges the more we hear about self-care and the more we hear about different ways to um, express self-care. I just think it's this whole conversation that we're having where it's not as taboo about mental health. I think that's really what's made it such a big difference. And I love I agree. That, Yeah. And I love that you said that your bi-weekly appointment with your therapist is part of your self-care. When did that become a priority for you? So for me is, um, I started, you, I think I, well, I already said that I um, am a mouth breather and I, but for some reason I thought that I was just, um, I'm an excited person all the time. So I just thought that I was very excited, but did not realize that um, I was actually having panic attacks and I was driving my daughter to school one day and I was on the highway and had a full blown panic attack. And that was on the 12th of February. And I was like 12th of February, 2017. And I remember to myself, I was like, this is not right. This is not you being excited for the things you have to do today. This is, there's something wrong. So, um, my first day in therapy was Valentine's day. 
um, Valentine's Day 2000. Oh, I just had my anniversary. Oh, <laughs> just got super excited. Um, yeah, but um, Valentine's Day 2017, and um, I found out that I had anxiety. So um, I like anxiety coupled with depression. So I wanted I, every parent wants to be um, um, every parent want to be the best parent they can for their kid. And I know that I was not doing um, a good job as a parent for my daughter. So when I went to therapy, especially in the black community, it, it was a um, it was very taboo. It was I like I had some people tell me, well, we don't talk about it. Like, why are you talking? Why are you why are you sharing our laundry or, you know, and stuff like that? And I'm like, well, I'm not OK. I'm upset and I'm sad. Um, so the first my first um, appointment with the therapist was on Valentine's Day. And for two weeks after that, um, I refused to go to therapy and I knew that I was depressed when I was lying on my floor in my living room. I canceled all my clients and I slept, I sat and I cried and slept for eight hours until it was time to pick up my daughter from school. And when I picked up my daughter from school, she's in the backseat. I'm like, how was school today? Like, like, like so excited. Like I didn't just cry for eight hours straight. So I just know for me personally, um, I, I need therapy. Like I need therapy. There may be, a, I don't think there will be a day that I'll be cured. I don't think that there's a such thing as being cured um, for my anxiety and my depression. But I know I haven't had, I haven't had like a, can I call it a spell? Or I don't know. I haven't had a bad time since I started going to therapy. You know, I feel like going to therapy, talking it out, even if it's the same thing every week, it feels good. Um, so that's my way of self-care. I've also started a gratitude journal within that time um, as well. So I do journal a lot as well. So, but therapy is something that I need personally. Have you guys ever tried therapy? I actually have. When I was 25, I was like you. <clears throat> I was a mom of two girls um, and I had a panic attack in the car. I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was going to die. Um, and found out that I had post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, when I was 19, my, I had witnessed my boyfriend get pistol whipped when we were in DC and he was in a coma for two weeks afterwards and I never dealt with it. <clears throat> and so, um, anxiety had built, I guess, up from there. And I was severely, I had high anxiety and I had depression. Um, and so I was seeing, I saw a therapist for, I want to say like three years. Um, on a regular basis and definitely dealt with lots of things that I didn't even realize all my triggers like there's so many triggers that I have change transition um and just learning how to deal with those things on in a healthy way and not just um suppressing everything in and just kind of holding it in so yes I definitely have had therapy and it's really great to have an outsider looking in and just to somebody who can give you skills to cope um, my biggest thing with anxiety was I used to feel like I was trapped in my own mind. Um, so it was just nice to have somebody to talk to, to help me get out of that cage, I guess. So yes, I definitely, it was something that I needed. I do still, like you said, I don't, you don't think you'll ever be cured. I'm, so I was 25 when I was diagnosed. I'm 37 now. <clears throat> I've had ebbs and flows of anxiety. Um, 
throughout the years, like the levels, I guess, of it, high anxiety and stuff like that. But I definitely think from when I did do that therapy, I've learned a lot of skills to coping for when I, how I am now. Yeah. Um, I actually went through therapy in college. I think that's when everything kind of came to a head for me. When, um, so my dad died when I was 10 and my mom died um, a few months after my 13th birthday. And so dealing with having to change your home, who you're living with and um, just general high school stuff. I guess I never really fully dealt with the death of my mom. And so in college, it's just like that uh, perfectionism was like, I had to have straight A's. I had to be the best. I had to do better so that I could make them proud in a sense. Um, and there were other family things going on. So it was just one day as I got tired of sitting in my dorm room crying for what I felt was no reason because there was nothing that triggered it. I just started crying and didn't know why and I couldn't stop. And when you get to the point where you're crying, like you're hyperventilating, you're like, you can't breathe. That's where I was. And I was just like, I have to talk to somebody. And so I went to the counselors on campus and um, started doing therapy. And that was towards the end of my freshman year of college. And um, did that for a few years. As I've gotten older, like you said, I've found different things that are my triggers and I figured out ways to help myself cope in addition to what my therapist, um, you know, told me. And I still have moments where I get depressed. I have, I guess a lot of people call it high functioning depression. Nobody ever knows or realize they always think that oh she's always so happy and she's always yeah. you know everything is great in her life and I'm like no it's not it's like I deal with real things like everybody else I get upset angry sad all the same emotions that everyone else does but I don't always show those to everyone so I always like felt like I was wearing a mask a lot of times but um, spirituality, like for me in Christianity in particular, has helped me focus and um, I guess deal with some of my feelings that I have from time to time. But um, like you guys said, that I don't think that's something you ever are cured of. It's just something that you learn to deal with on your on a daily basis. You deal with it as it comes with whatever coping mechanisms that you have. Um, but I think it the, the thing with therapy and I think with black women in particular is that we've always, like you said, you've never seen your parents, like your mom, you know, it's like she had to have struggles and things that she dealt with, but you never saw those things growing up. Mm -hmm. It was always, you know, the strong black woman taking care of her kids no matter what, working two or three jobs if she had to. And that was the norm, so to speak. I think this generation and the generation after us, 
they're more outspoken with, I am not okay. Yes. And it's okay that I'm not okay. And I need somebody to help me to be okay. They mm-hmm. really, and I truly think that, are. yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important that, you know, I talked to my daughter about that because she's at that age that I was when I guess the, the feelings of depression were starting. And I want her to feel comfortable talking about those feelings if she has them or if she sees certain things with her friends to let them know it's okay to find somebody to talk to. Don't keep that in. You don't want to bottle all that up because it just makes things worse in the long run. And it's not taboo yeah. for these kids. Like my daughter is saying her friends <clears throat> see someone, but it's not It's not a stigma behind it. It's yes, just, it's exactly. Yeah. It's like they go to the orthodontist or they go to get glasses. It's just another health professional that's helping them, which I love that this next generation has that thought process behind mental health. So I had sort of a weird, um, <laughs> like a weird experience with therapy and mental health. I went to a therapist when I was a kid, and I didn't really feel like I needed it at the time. I know that sounds weird, um, but I, I just wasn't very accepting of it. I, I wasn't dealing with any kind of emotional trauma or any issues, and I went, and I couldn't stop focusing on the therapist. Like this lady was like it's so bad you know you're a kid and you're thinking like this lady uh, is cross-eyed and she's making me play monopoly (laughs) i don't understand what this is supposed to be doing but i'm sure it's not working and then in college i had um i was really dealing with some mental health issues because a friend of mine was murdered and then maybe a month later my great-grandmother passed away and it was just like really i took it really hard because it was the closest family member that I had that had passed and it was also one of my friends that was murdered I mean it was just you know I was a sophomore in college you just don't you know I just didn't have that that wasn't a part of my world um and I didn't have anywhere to turn to you know I knew that my campus offered therapy but it was something that was like frowned upon or people didn't really talk about it so I just coped with it in unhealthy ways and I wish I had had an outlet, you know, to actually talk to someone about it, what I was experiencing, because, I mean, it took me a while to get out of this dark cloud that I was in. Um, And then finally, John and my fiance and I, we went to couples counseling, which I think everybody should do before getting married. Um, And I thought it was a really good, healthy experience to have someone there who was, you know, objective and not really in the relationship who could say, you know, this thing you're saying is not, well, you're saying this and you're saying this, or you're not listening to each other or whatever the issue is. And so I really came around to therapy more now that I'm in my thirties than when I was younger and probably could have used it a little bit more. So you're saying therapy is like a, grown-up taste buds <laughs> <laughs> I wish it hadn't taken me so long you know I, I really do because I think I could have really benefited from it in different points in my life but um but now I know it's there if I need it mm-hmm. and a lot of people still don't know it's there if they need it 
Yeah. I was I was being facetious, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think that um what Alexis was saying, how um, you know, you're staring at the therapist, like I've since 2017 till 2020, I've been through four therapists and the first two were just trash and they weren't trash in like, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but no, they would just were not for me. I'm they just were not for me. I think that, um, I asked my daughter one time, I was like, do you go see a counselor at your school? And she said, no, because they just, everything I just said to, said to them, they just repeated back to me in a question. Like, oh, so you're saying so-and-so is bothering you. Like, I just said, <laughs> this girl Tiffany is bothering me. You telling me, oh, so Tiffany is bothering you. Like, I don't want to hear that. So the first two therapists um, did that. And the first time I just, I went to like a, I think I went to the manager and was like, I don't want to tell her, but I think I just don't like it. I don't, I don't think therapy for me. The second one, she did start doing that to me. I was like, listen, excuse me. Um, this is not going to work between the two of us. I need a new therapist. <laughs> you know, I stood up for myself, but you have to find your therapist. The same thing is like for self-care, you have to find the thing that works for you. Like for some people working out as self-care is like torture. It's not their type of self-care. Some people, it could be like the, like the pedicures for me. No, um, <laughs> like every, you have to find your, whatever, find your blank. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I completely agree. There's so many options out there and it's just like fitness. Like I tell everybody, like you don't have to hit the gym to be healthy. You can dance, mm -hmm. you can skate, you can ride your bike. There's so many different avenues. And like Lex saying, like to sit there for an hour and for me, I wouldn't turn off for an hour. Like, it's just, I need to be completely isolated. I can't have any other, like, stimulant there for me to self-care. So um, we all definitely need something different. And I love that you didn't stop at the first three. <laughs> <laughs> you kept looking for that one. Because I feel like people might have that initial experience, and they're like, this is really demeaning. Like, I don't need somebody parroting back to me. Like I, 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 you know, or, or they just don't mesh. Like my mom, her, one of her therapists, they like this, they clearly just didn't work well together. But um, if you are new to it and it's already intimidating for you to do it, and then you have this initial horrible encounter, just to know that you're not the only one. There's other people out there to try more um, or, you know, try several different or just like tell them like, this is not going to work right from the get-go and just find a new therapist, I think it could be helpful to somebody who might be considering it and just had that first experience that was kind of like, eh, I don't know if this is for me. So um, I was fortunate, the, the girl who, um, the woman who was my therapist was, I just really, was really needed. But I actually, when I went to therapy, I didn't know I needed therapy. Like I said, it was really taboo, but I just, need, I knew I needed to talk to an adult. That wasn't under the age of four and <laughs> I'm very appreciative that she was going you know talking to me and cared about what I had to say and just needed to genuinely listen like that's I feel like people just need to be listened to yes um, and that's very very important and I feel like sometimes we don't feel like we're heard and that's definitely I feel like a fuel for social media um because you have this platform where you can feel like you're heard um 
whether you are or not, you know, that's a whole other story, but um, I feel like it's just another way to express ourselves, and I feel like a lot of us need to express ourselves, so. so yeah, I some people like, use art as therapy. Oh, yes, my daughter does. My daughter does, too. She does. Um, my daughter's like an, she's like, she's definitely an introvert, and she always has been, my middle daughter, but she's one of those people, too, she's like, kind of like, Lex, like, everybody loves her, everybody wants, to like, her to come to their party, she's like, whatever, like that, but she was always the kid who would, like, go and play with the other kids, and then come in the house for 30 minutes, and just, like, sit, and then go back outside and play with the kids, and it's because she just needed that time to just, like, yeah, by herself and so I see it now she'll come home from school and she has her sketch pad and she just goes like you just see she's not here she's just doing her thing and she makes beautiful artwork um she's into oh. anime she's a big anime how old is she she's she'll be 12 in like three weeks March 8th she'll be oh. 12. so my daughter is into anime she's like that's all she does is is draw and she's into anime as well we gotta get and them cosplay. together so yeah and I see it like I see it's like cathartic for her I could just see her just kind of just going into this zone when she's doing it and I just know that's just kind of her outlet to kind of just get her energy out so and that's just another way of self-care so um I think it's very important I'm, I'm glad that it's being recognized that's something that we should be used. Oh, that was something I was wanted to say about it. But um, so a couple oh, about a year ago, we went to an event. It was actually almost a year ago to the day because I saw like my Facebook memories come up with the picture from the event. And it was a um, workshop for kids. And it had like, I was there, I was teaching about fitness. And then there was another woman there and she had the girls do vision boards. And they were talking about self care. And I was actually thinking, um, oh, look at this, like, that, that's why I was like, oh, look how trendy this is, you're teaching little kids this, and, but the woman was just saying, she was just like, you know, you're going to be in school, and you're going to be studying a lot, and you're going to be doing things, and sometimes you just need to take time to just rest, and do things that you like, and just, you know, chill and relax, and she did say, yeah, get a manicure, or pedicure, or whatever like that, and I was like, Ugh. but, <laughs> you know, but the, the intention of teaching these little girls, this skill at an early age so that it's something that's second nature versus something that they have to adopt later on in life was something oh, yes. that I thought was pretty awesome that um to encourage in our little women so yeah I I think that it's all like my daughter is 12 she'll be 13 in October so but I think that she just lives a self-care life like <laughs> every weekend she's like um you want to ask Alexis if she wants to do brunch <laughs> like why you have no money <laughs> Look, I'm gonna go do my nails while you while you do your podcast thing I'm gonna paint okay <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm going to do my thing just and you do yours but yeah. I do have a question for you guys what are some self-care um trends that you would like to try for me mm-hmm. I want to try um acupuncture try it Ooh, same I want to try acupuncture. We should do it. <laughs> so, I, so I am big into integrative medicine. 
Um, so I've gone to, I have an integrative medicine doctor. He's awesome. Um, my gym actually partners with him. So I did, I do Norma Tech there. He did acupuncture for my shoulder. Um, and he does like the biomats. He does the infrareds. He does the cryo chamber, um, the salt room, all those things. Like you can get packages. It's pretty cool. Um, See, so, huh? Sorry. I have a question about your acupuncture. Do they like, let's say you want to stop um, eating gummy worms when you know you're supposed to be trying to eat healthy and you know that a bag is six servings. You learned that recently and you're upset by it. Could your acupuncturist poke you in a spot where it will cut down on those cravings? I might have to see if he can hop on here. I don't know. But so I went in there for my hip and He's, he's doing the assessment like that. And he's like, oh, have you had any injury or trauma to your shoulder? Now I have bicep tendonitis in my shoulder. So my bicep tendon moves all the time. And it's just because I'm a meathead and I do shoulder press a lot. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And that happens all the time. Like not even thinking about it. So he's like, yeah, your hips messed up, but I'm going to fix your shoulder. And I'm like, okay, I came from my hip, but okay. <laughs> so <laughs> he like, put the acu it was all right here um and all back here behind my the ear <laughs> <laughs> so pretend like the i don't know what's called i i, I like, do but like I don't. the cartilage yes thank you the cartilage of my ear and then back behind my ear like where your head is <laughs> great description d great description yeah, that like skin behind the lymph your ear. Notice. Yeah, yeah like, just rub behind your ear and that right there. So you put like I don't even know how many. I, there's a picture somewhere on Instagram, and so um, he put that in, and then he like put some little electrodes on him, and then he was like, "Yeah, your shoulder's gonna feel kind of weird." I'm like, "All right." Two days later, I used to like have no range of motion. Again, you guys can't see me. But like two days later, I was able to have full range of motion in my shoulder, which I hadn't had in like a year. So wow. it was pretty, and it was just from putting it in my ear, like these little needles and stuff. So yeah, he's pretty awesome. He works with the Eagles, um, Philadelphia Eagles players. So he's really oh. good. Um, so you're saying yeah. there's a chance. So I'm <laughs> saying that he might know and he might be okay. able to help all that. I, I see. I answer long. <laughs> did you do the salt room have you done the salt room because that's a trend i want to try no I haven't. So, but another trend that i was going to say is i go to the korean spots that is another <laughs> <laughs> i want to try that d we should do because alexis is a never nude the alexis will never do it i've been scarred for life by that thing i went <laughs> <laughs> she's like listen i waited i would never go back i Me have no problem with it a group on all the time and we go There's first thing reason. Place, and we can be the only naked people in the bath but we do the whole communal bath thing <laughs> we do oh, room temperature it is not hot it's not cold it is room temperature there are room temperature vaginas all over the place <laughs> She tells us that we're sitting in vagina soup. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my self-care ritual. But they have a salt room. The whole point of that 
is one of the saunas. They have like all these different saunas. And one of the whole point of that is they have a salt room. And um, I, I do that for them all the time. And it's really nice. And I do feel invigorated and refreshed and renewed after. Hmm. On my to-do list. I did flotation therapy. Ooh. That was very cool. I was yeah, not in one of the pods. I was in like a kind of a room with a low ceiling and they had soothing music and lights and I felt so relaxed after. It was awesome. That doesn't sound fun to me for some reason. It doesn't. It doesn't. And so my guy, he has the float pod too and it looks like a big egg. I don't like MRIs. So I'm like nervous about that part, like just them closing the egg. But supposedly it's supposed to give you like the best rest of your life. Like it's like, amazing rest it's all the salt the epsom salt but i didn't do a pod i'm not i wouldn't do the pod but i didn't do the pod i would do the pod i just don't like was there like a light like i don't like lights that doesn't sound right you could turn the lights off but they have like low light mellow lights and you could change the colors and you could change the like zen music they were playing let's go on a date alexis let's go do it now i did do the biomass in New York. I went to like an athletic event in New York and this lady was like, I don't know. Anyways, I ended up doing a biomat and that was only like, that was really weird feeling afterwards. And I was so dehydrated afterwards. So it made What's me- What's a biomat? What is that? The biomat. So it has like different types of crystals lined in the mat. And then they have like electromagnetic pulses that they send through the crystals and they like tourmaline and I want to say like, I don't know, they have quartz and all kinds of, and you lie on this mat and you just lay there and it's supposed to like detoxify you and pull out all like the harsh metals out of you. And I definitely felt uh, like legit different than when I laid on the mat initially. And I felt so dehydrated afterwards. Um, So I have tried that. Hmm. That sounds fun. I would do that. Sandrell, what have you tried? What would you try? I'm thinking like the red light, uh, infrared therapy. I think that would be pretty cool, but I don't know if I could do it inside of a capsule. Um, <laughs> I don't like those things. I'm like, I'm, I've never had an MRI, and I look at it, I'm just like, it just looks like a death trap to me. <laughs> so I'm not trying to go in anything that's super enclosed with just me in it, and I'm not sure if I'm one. Now, I did an infrared light, and it wasn't enclosed. You just had to stand in a closet naked. (laughs) They didn't give you a room. I'm cool with that. I have no problem being naked, obviously. But, yes, you just stood in front of their light naked. It was, like, in a closet-like room. It wasn't a very big room. So, um, I'm going to say this. Alexis and I went on our first date. (laughs) She's going to be like, listen, Takiba and I never been on a date. We just went as friends. We went to infrared sauna and we had robes because again, you know, Alexis is a never nude. So we just sat beside one another, like in this infrared. I mean, I don't, I think I got something from it. I don't know. I was just happy to be there, but I had a good old time, but it was hot. It was like warm and it was a red light and I had a robe on. That's all I remember. I would have taken off my robe with Alexis there. She would have been completely uncomfortable. <laughs> Poor Alexis. I don't know if I felt anything either, but it just made me feel like I was doing something good for myself. Yeah. So we got to take Sandrell to an infrared sauna. 
Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna have king cake, and then go and <laughs> and detoxify the king cake. That, <laughs> that sounds like a plan. <laughs> hey, you guys. Um, have you ever tried like the vegetal steaming thing? Like, you know. No, I want to. Herbs. I think that. Have you? Cool. No, I want to try it though. So we let's make a date, a king cake. A va- uh, what's it, vaginal steaming, and then an infrared sauna. Like, let's okay. make a whole day out of it. Yeah, yeah we purify everything. Stuff, though. <laughs> I don't know if I want my yoni steamed. I'm not going to lie. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> so, Sandra just said we're going to purify everything. You know what? Everything purified. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to detoxify, purify. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, so my massage lady, she does the yoni steaming and she was telling me about it and she's like, it can't be too hot if you have this and you can get herpes from it. And if it is, why would she scare you like that? I don't, first of all, I don't want to sit on a pot where other people's yonis have been. Like I'm not (laughs) interested in that part. But you'll be in vagina water. That sounds weird to me. Thank you. You're swimming it. Cool. <laughs> I'm the first one in. I never go in after everybody else. I'm the first one in. If everybody else is already there, I don't go in the pool. I only go in at seven, like seven a.m. Um, and I feel like it's clean from before. My sister said that, not me. My other sister. I'm the oldest of six. I have a lot of sisters. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I could get down with the yoni steaming. And I just don't feel like your yoni should be steamed. Like, I feel like... Sandra, I'll go with you. Let's do it, okay? If you can't tell, I'm like, let's do it. (laughs) It's a self-care date. There you go. At first, I was kind of like, like, I was like, I'm just always still in a pot with steam going up my... <laughs> no, I, I women like feel great afterwards. So you you ladies walk around the extra strut after your yoni steam. <laughs> I would so do it. I really would put down a list of things to do. So I know for me, like my fitness journey didn't really start until like later on in life. And then how, you know, we said fitness, so fitness kind of became my self-care. And before fitness, like I started exercising on a regular basis, I don't know if I had like an outlet like that for self-care. Do you guys think it's like too late to start your fitness journey? Like when is the latest or is there a latest that you can start your fitness journey? I think as long as you're alive and you have the, the, uh, wherewithal to get started you can get started i don't care if you're 60 50 40 go for it because i'll tell you some of my biggest like inspirations are women over 60 and 70 years old weightlifting and i'm just like and they didn't start until their 40s and 50s so i'm like hey i got this i can do this and you know and i thought about it like when i really got serious about fitness i was 40 and, you know, most people are like, why are you starting to do this now? I'm like, because I need to. This is my thing. This is what I want to do. I have kids. I want to be here for them. I want to be able to play with them and not be out of breath after five minutes, you know. Um, and it sets the example for them on how to take care of themselves and how to take care of their bodies. 
So I don't think you're too young or too old. I love that. So I'm, I have a senior fitness specialization. So um, I actually, like I said, I started late in life in my fitness journey and I went back to school um, to get my fitness exercise science degree. And in school, one of my professors um, just really inspired me to really kind of go towards senior fitness because like I never had even considered it as being anything. And so got my senior fitness or whatever like that. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take over the assisted living homes. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. So I get to my gym that I'm at now and I was an intern and they have all these like people that are, <clears throat> they're seniors, like, but they don't seem like seniors. I mean, these people are like kettlebell swinging, jerking, cleaning, deadlifting, pull-upping, like they're doing things that 20 something year old can't do. So that really, for me was kind of like, all right, like to see, I, I and really thought initially that my, my career would be like having to take things slow and stability and core, which is a big thing with senior. So yeah, I have like seniors beasting it in the gym. So I, there's a woman in our gym and I aspire to be her. She's 73 years old. She, she, she just turned 74. Um, she is probably like 85 pounds soaking wet and can deadlift 315 pounds. Like she yes. is solid muscle. She's strong. She's there every single day of the week training. Um, she's there reliable. She comes before class. She, she takes my nine o'clock class. You guys probably see her in training. She has all white hair and she probably has like a huge kettlebell over her head. Cause she's, I've seen her as a, she's so freaking strong. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, like, and so it's just like, I feel like people use that excuse when they've been sedentary their whole life, but like she didn't start until she retired as a teacher being, you know, working out. So it's just, it just all depends on the, the senior, I guess, or the person, like you said, Sam Jell, you were 40 before you really started living a fit life. So I just, um, I don't know. I just was thinking if people think, you know, self-care, I'm, Self-care would be great, but I can't do fitness because I'm already this age. It's definitely not yeah. something that should hold them back. I have a client. She's 69, and she's always challenging me to a plank. I'm like, listen, <laughs> we already at three minutes. Can you stop it? She's like, no, we can do three and a half. Stop, okay? <laughs> I'm okay that I just did a three-minute plank. She's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Keep going. And she's just like super cool. But there was my daughter, um, my daughter um, used to box and there was a lady there. And I think that she, she was 72 and I saw her one time on her bicycle and I asked her, where does she live? She lived two miles from the boxing gym and she will ride her bike to boxing and then ride her bike to the grocery store and back home. And at this point, I didn't know how to ride a bike or anything like that. And I'm like, she's older than me and she's killing it in this, like she, she does boxing, she's killing it. What is my excuse? Mm -hmm. No. And I, I told her, I think I was like, oh, once I, I think I lied. I was like, once I don't work that much and I worked a day and she was like, okay. I saw her in the grocery store. She tapped me on my shoulder. She goes, I didn't see you in class today. How do you know who I am? Okay. <laughs> my hair is different every time you see me and you still recognize me. Stop here, pressure me, okay? So <laughs> one day she saw me in class and she just gave me a thumbs up. But you're never too, 
Um, you're never too old or even too young. My daughter has been active. I think that I've never not known my daughter as active. So yeah, she's always been active. Um, we tried to put her in, um, in ballet and she walked over to me. was like, this is not me. <laughs> so, okay, child. Okay. But yeah, you're never too young or too old. You're absolutely right. And I feel like the seniors now, and I don't even want to call them seniors, the actively aging, let's say the actively aging, because this generation is the Jack LaLanne generation. So they have literally been working out their entire adult lives. They've been juicing, they've been eating well, they've been active people. So to tell them that at a certain age, they need to sit down um, because they're old is just yeah. stupid. And I mean, that's why we see like just an onslaught of 70 year old, 80 or 60, 70 year olds running, running marathons, winning marathons, like doing all these amazing things. Cause they've always been doing it. Um, yes. and I just, yeah. So that's actually was my, like when I went into senior fitness, it was like, Oh, like these people are so much stronger. Cause they have that adult strength. Like it's a, it's a different type. Of it's strong. different. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's not even that adrenaline strength. It's like, it's, it's a different strong <laughs> woman and man strength. Yes. Yeah. And it's from working hard their whole lives and just being active. So I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I know for self-care, we said fitness could be one of them and people are like, Oh, well walking, I can't walk. It's never too late to start walking. Even if it's from your couch to your, your door, it's, if you take two steps further than you took the day before you're caring for yourself and doing better than you did the day before. So, so there, are there any other ways of self-care that you can do other than fitness or massages or getting your nails done? Are there other things that you can think of? Um, for, I believe like hanging out with, um, with like-minded people could be self-care. Um, I live close to Alexis and I do believe that, um, hanging out with her is self-care. Like we laugh, we joke around, we talk about the future, you know, but, you know, being around people who are like-minded and are very uplifting, it could be self-care. Um, yeah. I completely agree. Um, so as a entrepreneur at home, it's really hard. Well, for me, I actually, I'm really comfortable being on my own and doing things on my own, but I definitely feel, and I used to, I feel like when I was younger, I used to be much more extroverted or I needed the company of others more than I do as an older adult. So, but now when I do go out and I hang out with my girlfriends and it's just laughing and just like a really good time, it definitely feeds me and fuels me and something I need. Now it's not something I need, like I, when I was a teenager on a daily, regular basis, but definitely something that I need and crave. And when I do get in those points where I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to stay home. And especially with prepping, it's really hard to be social because there's always food involved. And yes, especially when you're hungry, like I've been for the last <laughs> couple weeks, it's really hard to be around in those social settings. But I still feel like I need to force myself to get out because my friends just laughing and talking, like you said, and just sharing um, even though I can do it on a video chat or we can do it through text, it's totally different when you're right there with your girlfriends, like able to actually like touch them, not necessarily that they want to be touching you to touch them, but just having that <laughs> close, like you're just there, you know, that real life interaction, engagement. And I also think that's also 
just because the lives that we lead, I think that's something that like just fellowship, we're meant to be together in community. Oh, yes. I feel like it's something that we crave and we need and it's definitely helpful to care for ourselves. Yeah. I like having fit friends. <laughs> I don't have any fit friends. I had, I sent my one fit friend to you guys. <laughs> She's a now. And it's really sad. Like I went to an event and they were like, Oh, you don't have any like other girls who lift with you. And I'm like, no, I lift by myself. It's really, um, unfortunate. Like even when I'm at the gym, well, my old gym was like one of those cute gyms where like everybody wore sports bras and everybody had like an Instagram, somebody to video them while they worked out. Like, (laughs) and so I left that and I just went to planet. So I'm at planet fitness and nobody's at planet fitness. And so it's just hard to find those fit friends, but yeah, I need to, I need a DMV fitness fam group up here. So we can do fitness activities like you guys. I really, I think that's awesome that you guys do that and bring people together to have those real life interactions together. Yeah, I think like for fit, like me having fit friends, it takes the food aspect out of so much. Cause when like my other friends, they're like, no, let's go eat. And then let's go have drinks. I'm like, well, I don't drink, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, just sit there. And then they try to talk you into it. But having a fit friend, like even on Thursday, Alexis and I went to a Galentine's day um, cycling class. Like just to do that. Oh, and then we, I, I, so, you know, I love dressing like Alexis, but this was by accident this time. And we walked in looking all matchy matchy, like a girl group, like half of a girl group. It was so cute, but (laughs) it's good having fit friends where you can take the food aspect out of everything you do. Mm -hmm. I miss my fit friend or where you can go and have really good food after a really good lifting session. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're just having like like-minded people because people don't understand when you're goal-oriented around your health and you're mm-hmm. right. Or they're like, oh, I forgot. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah. Friends don't forget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't. Well, I think, I think we've covered it all. Like there's social self-care, there's mental self-care, there's physical self-care, there's spiritual self-care, there's grooming self-care, or is it aesthetic let's yeah. call it aesthetic self-care. yeah grooming sounds like a dog <laughs> it sure does it sure does um we did not touch on financial self-care that is super important yeah because I also like talking about finances and I have some friends who like don't talk about that nope I love talking about money we did not talk about financial self-care but we should we totally should and that's something that I have my husband and I actually have been intentionally really working on obviously this year this year's only February but I I would say probably like half of last year into now um again from just learning we've learned really poor money management habits um or just didn't learn any at all and so it's really empowering having a budget I'm not gonna lie um it's really and it's really cool to like set up your budget and follow it and do those types yes. of things. And I didn't even realize like how empowering it is. I just remember before we were like that, it'd just be like, 
I don't know how we're going to make the bills or like, we're, yeah. we're but it's really nice to kind of how already know, like this is going to pay for this and this is going to pay for that. And, and it's just, just really comforting. So before I would not even like try to open my bills, I would just pay whichever one had the red mark on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cause that seemed like it was the most important one at the time, but there's really, and there's a piece when you know that your bills are going to get paid and like, how they're going to get paid and when they're going to get paid. Um, there's a piece to it and it takes away that anxiety that, that extra you have. That can lead you to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Because like for me, it's like knowing when my income is coming in, like knowing when income is coming in, especially working for yourself, it can get dicey sometimes. Um, I think we should talk about income in the next, in another episode, but, um, you should. But knowing when your money is coming in and what to do with your money and the leftover, it's like, am I going to take this money and I'm going to save it, which is great. And what type of savings? And then also, am I going to invest it? Like, what am I going to do to create generational wealth? And for me, that is so like, I grew up, I grew up in LA. Um, My family, I grew up with my grandmother and my grandmother was like, you get it, you spend it. You cannot take this money to, to the like to the grave with you. You get it and you spend it. But now I was just like, no, I have a daughter. You know, I want to make sure that she is all set up. So like financially, when I when I feel like I'm good financially, I feel so at peace. I don't talk about money with my therapist, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> but um, it's it's really good. I, I feel so I feel amazing knowing that knowing where my money is going and where it's going to be saved and how I'm, I, I just love money. I love money, therapy, and annoying Alexis with being, <laughs> with being a, not, like a non-never nude. That's <laughs> those are the three things I enjoy with life. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's funny because it changes your relationship with money and it is so much more peaceful. I, it definitely is. It definitely is. And so I am glad that I found that out a little late in life, but you know, those are like, and I feel like for the black culture versus being, and I wasn't raised white, so I can't say, or other cultures, I should say, it's not taught. It's not something that's taught, but I feel like no. other cultures teach their children how to invest at a young age. They yes. teach them how to save. Um, they teach them how to manage money. <clears throat> Um, and those are just things that were not taught, or at least I wasn't taught and other people that I've been around haven't been taught. So it's just really good skill to learn. And I definitely think it's a difference between us and them to talk about it. What about, uh, technology self-care? Cause yeah, I know for me, it's part of my hand from the time I wake up sometimes to the time I fall asleep because I fall asleep with it in my hand. And I know that when I'm super anxious and super overwhelmed, um, nine times out of 10, it's that phone in my hand. And I know with my kids, when I take the phone away, when my girls get grounded from their phone, there's like a three day period. And I've asked other moms and I'm almost positive. Like it's like a, it's a detox. The first day they're snarly and nasty and mean. The second day, they're kind of like lost. Like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I'm like just kind of here, like existing. And then the third day, they become the wonderful, beautiful child that I remember way before I gave her that iPhone. And it's really <laughs> crazy. Like the, 
She's just not anxious anymore. She's not snappy towards her sisters anymore. She's just actually like a decent person to be around. Um, when I take my girl's phone away from her, and I know for me too, um, I have been intentionally like I either do do not disturb, or I put my phone away, or I go charge it in another room just to kind of like cut ties from it because it can just become very overwhelming. So do you think technology self-care is something that we need to integrate in our life? Yeah, I totally think we need to. I'm like you. So my, my boys have iPods and they live and breathe on these things. They, like they wake up with them, they go to bed with them. I have walked in in the middle of the night and they're up under the covers playing games and I'm like what the heck <laughs> you were supposed to be asleep so like when we go out to eat the first thing everybody's on some type of device and I'm like no this is family time this is a meal let's talk have conversation because these are lost skills on our kids they don't talk to each other they will text each other sitting right next to each other and I'm like why like I hate for them to text me and they're in the house because it's like, really, you can walk to the next room and say, hey, mom, I need or can I have or whatever, you know. So I try not to have my phone all the time. And if it's in my possession, um, certain times I just put it on mute. So if there's no ringer, I have no notifications come up on my phone. So if I don't respond to your Instagram comment or Facebook post, immediately that's because you know what I'm doing something else it'll still be there I'll come to it at some point I don't always respond to texts um, immediately because people will text you and then if you don't text them right back they call you and I'm like I can't do either right now it's okay you'll live <laughs> you know so I think it's very important to um, take time away and I, I, I tried doing a social media detox. It didn't exactly work yet. <laughs> because I'm, I'm in different groups for different reasons. And so I have to, well, let me rephrase that. Because I just contradicted something that I post and I just thought about when I said, I have to, it's a choice. Yeah. I choose to be active in those groups and respond and I need to not do it all the time. I need to just say, you know what? It's okay to not respond from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Even yeah, if it's a partial, you know, partial time detoxing from it. Um, I think it helps us mentally because you're not bombarded with all the sensory overload from social media and um, feeling like you, you you have to be in this group and you have to be in that group. It's like a different type of peer pressure than when you're physically with someone. You know, like we were talking about the, the social um, interaction and social self-care, but you don't really get that in a group virtually all the time. So we kind of need to yeah. take breaks from that because some people can be um, too much for you. Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and you find yourself talking back to them and like, they can't hear me and they really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, why am I wasting all this energy on somebody I probably will never meet in my life? Yes. 
You're absolutely right. I feel for me, it's hard because I run part of my business online. So I definitely feel tethered um, to it. And I've had, I've had times where it becomes just like, it becomes a chore. And that's when I definitely realized that it needs to be, it, it, it needs to be something that's dealt with or just taken off for a little bit and just have a break because it's not, it's not that deep. It's not meant to be that deep. I have a question. When you guys tried your, um, your detox, did you guys have a plan in place? Like for, for the first day, I'm not going to do this. Like the first and second day, I'm not going to do this. Or you just try to go cold Turkey. Cause I, I mean, I don't need a social, I don't need like a technology detox because I'm never, I shouldn't say, you guys know, it takes a long time for me to respond. (laughs) Alexis (laughs) is like lies. (laughs) Um, No, Takima is a serial ghoster. Okay. (laughs) He will ghost you from Monday through Saturday. Okay. (laughs) She's like, my phone's on, it's been on do not disturb. I'm like, for six days? <laughs> what if there was an emergency? <laughs> I forget to take it off. Not six days, maybe like two, but I forget to take it More off. Than two. <laughs> but then I'm on YouTube all the time. <laughs> I'm learning, okay? That is my university, YouTube University, whatever. But is it, do you guys have a plan in place? Or are you just go cold turkey? So I've never intentionally tried to detox because I'm not going to set myself up for failure like that. (laughs) (laughs) That has never happened. But I have witnessed other people do it and I admire them um, because I'm on social media enough to realize that they are actually doing it because I apparently need to find more things to do with my time. But um, yeah, no, I haven't. But I think the idea is great. Um, something that I'm exploring in, in the spring is I'm supposed to be, I will be hosting a no tech tea party, um, for a brand. So it's, ba- and it's, and it's basically to have that conversation or to bring women into a room to have real life conversations versus virtual conversations. So, um, and it is part of the self care, um, aspect. So I think it's definitely, um, something cool to just see women's perspective on it. And I love that we have someone like me who's tethered to it and then there's someone who like Takima who sometimes could just forget about it for several days yeah. at a time. But then, you, <laughs> but then you have someone like Alexis because Alexis worked uh, like her Alexis aren't your your job is in marketing right? Yeah so I live on in social media as part of my job. Yeah like so I how is that when your hobbies on social media, your jobs on social media to kind of like um, take time for yourself, I guess. So I have an app. Let me, I have an app that is like a timer, a social media timer. And what happens is I, I set it up for Instagram and Facebook um, and Reddit because I read Stuff on Reddit about 90 Day Fiance. That's it. Um, <laughs> but but um, you can set the social media timer and it's like a focus timer. And it'll tell you, you know, you've been on Instagram for an hour today. And I can set it so that it won't let me access it. I can set it so that it, you know, lets me do it for two hours or three hours throughout a day. And it, and it tells you, you have 20 minutes left. It's great. Wow. I'm one of those two, and I ended up un- un- uninstalling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 
that was the point, Dee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? You're going to block me? Uninstall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you who's boss. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but no, that, know, that's I'm, a healthy way of dealing with it. So I, I like your way better than mine. So I'm also like an outdoor enthusiast. So when I go hiking and camping, like for example, this morning I went hiking, there was no cell reception. So it's like, I couldn't physically do it, even if I wanted to. And it's nice because then you're like not checking for notifications or anything like that. And it's like, really, you're getting fresh air and you're getting a fresh mind, really. And honestly, that's what we, we really do need. So anybody else, how do you detox from the technology? I want to check out that app that uh, Alexis is talking about. That might actually help. Um, like when I decided to quote unquote detox from um, say social media, I didn't necessarily have a plan. I just knew I spent a lot of time like it's like, ooh, the next shiny thing. Like I go on there for a purpose. And then something else catches my like, whoo. And then I go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and then you're like, I've just spent 20 minutes looking yes. at um, recaps of some show that I don't even watch, number one. <laughs> I feel like now I know the whole show because I watch all the recaps. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, why did I get on here in the first place? And then you go back to it and you get another shiny thing and you just lose your mind. You realize you spend hours on it and you, you're yes. not productive. Yeah. And I'm like, time is something you can't get back. No. You know. And I'm so, like, I need time. <laughs> so, Sandra, are you going to um, download those app, an app like that that Alexis recommended? I think I will. I want to try not going it. To do that. <laughs> because I'm never on social media like that. Well, you so don't I need what you can do <laughs> is between the financial, physical, technological, um, we said aesthetic, mm -hmm. I'm a spiritual, pick one that we're going to work on this week. Ooh. I feel like I need to work on the aesthetic because I'm looking at these crusty hands of mine. <laughs> 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 and I need to self-care and get some grooming going on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I actually, are, we're, we're in the third week of, um, yeah, so I actually going to do the financial because I have to work on my budget for March. So I okay. will work on my, um, my financial self-care. I'm going to piggyback on you too. So I'm going to do my financial and my aesthetic self-care. That's yeah. going to be my two I'm working on. Sandra, which ones are you working? Oh, hey, three. I need technology. I need to <laughs> So all of them. <laughs> Except for physical. I got the physical down. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to work on the technology. And I need to work on social. Because I really, I used to regularly have like a date with my girlfriends. And we just haven't done that. I just realized it's been months mm -hmm. since we've like had lunch or coffee or just hanging out. Because we would hang out and say, oh, we're just going to meet up for an hour, and it's like four hours later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess we really need to do that. Girlfriend so, time, gonna, for sure. Yes. 
so important. Um, so I would do that and I would love to do aesthetic. I don't know if I'm going to have time in my schedule this week because I need a pedicure <laughs> and I don't want to do it myself. I want to go someplace and sit in the cool little massage chair and let somebody else do it. So I'm going to try and schedule that. So those are my three. All right, Lex, what are you going to do? Okay, I am going to focus on physical and aesthetic. Um, I stink and my feet are crusty. So I need to, oh, I need to um, shower, wash my hair, <laughs> and maybe get a massage. I've been living my best life out here in Southern California, and these these people out here don't even notice how funky I am. <laughs> I'm out here living feral, real feral. So I need when I get back, I need a I need a DMV detox. I need to get my uh, Olivia Pope hairstyle and a massage. Because <laughs> spiritually, I feel great. I just I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I love that we talked about this. I definitely think there's some things that we need to explore. In the whole self-care range, I think there's some more we could talk about. Like, we could have a whole other conversation. If you would like to join us on the conversation, you can hit us up on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are Fit Black Teens all there. Definitely share with us your three things that you plan on doing for self-care this week. We would love to hear it. Um, if there's any resources or anything that you might need, hopefully we can help you out with that. So definitely message us for that, too. Um, we are on Anchor, Stitcher, and Spotify right now, working on Apple. Hopefully one day they'll give us the A-OK. But until then, you can definitely hit us up there. Um, until next time, bye, queens. Say bye. 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 <laughs> it's